you are now about to enter the bro zone it's the battle bros podcast with mac and alamo hang on to your butts This episode is dedicated to Doc Scott McCulloch. We'd like to let, just send out a message for you in memory of you, brother. Till Valhalla, man. See you when the time comes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. What is happening, everyone? Oh, boy. We got a little bit excited there. I did, yeah. It's all good. So, welcome, everybody. Um, if you're new to the show, this is the Battle Bros Podcast with Mac and Alamo. I'm Mac, and this guy over here, this is Alamo. Um, we are basically two friends that have known each other since high school and, um, you know, just decided to no, it's too early to, to do that. <laughs> just, just, just decided to kind of, you know, do something to help our, our veteran community out. And, you know, yeah. we said, what about a podcast? I don't know shit about a podcast. We'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> it's just basically how all of our damn conversations go, which is just, you know, insane. So um, yeah, kind of like a lot of our plans, too. A lot of our plans are winged. Quite, oh, yeah. quite, quite heavily. Quite the heavily. wing, the wing quite factor is, is pretty high. Oh yeah, wingman. Absolutely. What's the name of that tech school? Like for uh, you know, people that work in aeronautical industry, it's like wingman wanted chronicles or some stuff. I've heard I it so. on the news. Like yeah, I think so. Anyway, and there's a so. Yeah. So as you said, you know, we, we put on this podcast where we've known each other for you know 20 plus years and we just decided to do a podcast and here we are on episode 12 and we, uh, we do this every Can Friday. Leave it. It's been three months, man. Yeah. It's scary. Like we, it, it's, it's scary, but like, it's like, they go by that fast. It's like, it's like when you have kids, man, you're just like, what do you mean? You're seven. What do you mean? You need to have, this or that or uh what do you mean you're starting high school crap i'm getting old like seriously man it freaks <laughs> out dude no joke no joke it's terrible I'm, I'm starting to get the pepper and whatever in my hair oh yeah yeah that's been a thing for a minute so yeah. but um so yeah so three months that we've been doing this it is probably you know the highlight of my week Outside of, you know, spending time with my family and, you know, talking to this guy right here. But, uh, hey. you know, this is where we just kind of get to relax. Take it easy. Really? You're going to eat while we're on the show there? You're going to stuff your damn face? Good <laughs> God. Rude. Terrible I'm table man. I'm, I'm starving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're apparently from Boston all of a sudden, too. It's like, oh, go sit up there at Fenway Park on the Green Monster. Holy cremoli. It's Wicked Jack down there. Wicked Jack. You know who my favorite player of all time is? Noma. Way to go, Noma. We fucking love Noma. Anyway, <laughs> oh, which for, for anybody that's not from up there, that's Nomar Garcia Parra, and he was a mm -hmm. Boston legend up there with Big Poppy and the like. So anyway, that yeah. was a, a bit of a sidetrack for this, but. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you haven't seen the show before, and if you haven't figured it out by now, 
we're a couple of asshats. Like we really are. We use humor for everything. Like we can't do a straight conversation without cracking a joke. Don't yeah. ever ask us to do a funeral for somebody because yeah, Especially it'll be if bad. You know the person, we're just going to talk about stuff that we did together and it's Oh yeah. Like going to end poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the way this got started is we were we hung out, you know, earlier this year. And we just kind of wanted to do something together, and you you were very insistent upon that Alamo, and just like Man, we gotta do something. And then we found out that a friend of ours, um, a, a good friend of ours we used to work with, had committed suicide. So, um, you know, and I know if you've seen the show, you hear this story all the time, but you know, it's kind of part of how we keep his story alive. Is you know, um, there's a guy, the guy John was just <laughs> funny fucker like seriously working with him it was like never a dull moment and when you you'll yeah. hear a few things with you from time to time where it's like yeah we just do nice. some goofy. yeah yeah and that's that's usually in reference to john so yeah you know, starting off you know john we love you we miss you buddy but um also you know it's just he is the big one of the big reasons why we do the show and have fun with it so but um so hopefully you know kick back sit back relax enjoy the show um you know we're just we're not anybody special we're just two regular ass dudes just talking about stuff you know things that are bugging everybody things that are on everybody's minds or things that experiences that you may have had before that you know hopefully we can help relate to so absolutely this week i don't think is any different either man this week is pretty pretty right on par for the course man oh my god yeah it's one of those things where, you know, you, you think about in case anybody's wondering, we're, we're talking about being stuck in a rut or, you know, kind of living life on autopilot, if you will, which I mean, hell, it happens to everyone, you know, from your average office worker to, you know, your freaking grunt that's out there in the field waiting on the enemy to freaking come and shoot on him. So it, 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 it's relatable. It sucks. And we're going to talk and, about and it. What's great about, you know, both of us having been, you know, prior service members, you know, we can discuss it in, in a little bit of a different way because we're going to talk about it from the military side and then talk about it from the civilian side as well. So, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so again, hopefully, you know, you like what we're talking about. If you do at the end of the show, hit that like and subscribe button, check it out. We are live every Friday night at nine o'clock Eastern standard time on YouTube live. And then we'll come out. The show will get, um, we have to kind of clean up a little bit, edit some stuff. And then we put it out on the various apps. So anchor, Spotify, Apple podcasts, you name it. That's how it goes. So on that note, let's, um, let's, uh, let's do this, man. So absolutely brother. Go for it. All right. So, uh, Looking into a lot of this, I mean, we kind of, I kind of did some re- I kind of did some research into a few things, trying to kind of look for ways that we can kind of manage it, and you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. Um, you know, we'll start by doing we'll start by going with our experiences. Um, like I'll start with uh, the military. Like when I was when I was active duty, and. Um, <clears throat> We were kind of just going through the motions and whatnot. For me, how that manifested itself was really just through, you know, 
it's it's almost like you know when you're training a specific way and you train to do a specific job and you continue to do it continue to do it continue to do it it's almost like second nature call it maybe in 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 combat it's called complacency you're just kind of going through the motions because you know everything's kind of dull and you know for those of for those of our civilian viewers or listeners combat is not a holy crap we're in a we're in a gunfight every single day type deal you know there are what we call lulls in you know in the fight um, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be shooting at enemy every single time you're not going to be you know kicking indoors getting people every single time a lot of the times hell it could be something from pr down to just talking to the people which i mean for me in iraq that's you know what it was a lot like our, our guys when we went when we were over there we exercised on pr you know pr was it was you know winning hearts and minds winning hearts and minds you know and um i can't really say that we were always successful at that but we did our best um and it was just you know when now when it comes down to the complacency this is where it started manifesting itself it was uh you know you would kind of focus off and you know it was like oh yeah we got somebody coming oh yeah but, yeah yeah oh hello uh, no no stop yeah and we would essentially kind of go off into like la la at least in my personal opinion i would go off in la la land um and kind of just daydream a little and that i i mean in combat you want your wits about you that is not the place to be doing something like that and the detrimental way that that could come back and bite you in the ass is if you're not paying attention to what you're doing or if you're in dream if you're in, if you're daydreaming in la la land you know what I mean? You could probably get yourself or or, or others killed because you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. And that now, can happen. That can happen quickly. And it does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It hits the fan real quick. And, um, you know, and I'll say that I was guilty of it. Not not all the time. Like it, But there were times where if sometimes it felt to me like we were not in a place where we could do the best job. Um, now I think I've talked about it on a previous episode before where, you know, I was talking about how, you know, my platoon specifically, we were just, we were really, really good at finding IEDs. And because of that EOD always rolled with us or they were always in close proximity to, you know, be able to get to us in a fairly quick manner where they could come and blow something up. Um, you know, let me let me interrupt you real quick, Al. Yeah, yeah, go like, ahead, go ahead. You've said that several times, and whenever you mention that, we were really good at finding IDs. I'm like, every time you say that, I'm like, Jesus, of all the things to be good at, it's like, can I be good at kicking field goals? Like, I don't want to be good at finding IDs. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like the shit end of the stick. You're just like, well, look, we found another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. But I mean, <laughs> I realize you guys, you know, went over there and you did and exceeded the expectations of your mission so it's like hey i get that but i I always just i always found that statement just a little bit perplexing i'm just like you know eh, i don't know if i would have said it like that but anyway please by all means continue (laughs) just had to bring it um 
commentary. No, I hear you, dude. Um, but you know, it was it, again. Like, I, don't ask me how, but it was just it was something we were good at. We were really good at finding it, and again, because of that, EOD was never but a freaking radio call away, which usually meant they were like maybe ten mics for, or excuse me, civilian listeners, ten minutes from us, um, and they were able to roll in and you know kind of you know do their job. Which, if you've been listening to the show, we covered that in episode five called Yes, we Dragon. did. Jagged Mike. Mark is Mike. Mike is uh, you know. That's that's the slang term for, for minutes. minutes. So yeah, so, um, no excuses. Exactly. Continue, continue on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it it became like just doing that for whatever reason, you know. And I still felt like we could do more, especially when you know there was a certain point where Solder City was blowing the hell up, man, and one two had taken over uh, the area of Baghdad, and they went into Solder City. And one two was getting just jacked up, man. They 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 were mm-hmm. they were getting jacked up, you know. Anything from roadside IEDs to even, you know, the Al Qaeda guys got bold. I don't know what it was, but for whatever you for whatever reason, my unit three two we scared the absolute piss out of those guys. And then when one two went in there, they just they they got lit up, man. And that's not to say that one, two didn't do their job and that they didn't fight the enemy back and, you know, kick some ass. But, you know, when three, two left, when we left that, that, you know, that AO, I don't know, man, it, 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 things changed. Yeah. It, it felt, it felt wrong too. It felt wrong. I, I can't explain why. Well, then let me. I want to add a little bit of commentary on that too. So, a lot of people think, you know, we're over there in a third world country and that they're, you know, we're finding an enemy that may not have the resources that the, the U.S. military has. And that's true to a certain extent. But at the same time, you know, simple powers of observation, you can tell when a different unit comes in, especially like, so when I came in, when I came into Afghanistan, we replaced the 43rd, or excuse me, the 45th Infantry Brigade, which I believe is the um, the National Guard, main National Guard unit in Iowa, I believe. It's, it's somewhere in the Midwest. I'm not 100% certain, and I feel, I'm sorry that I don't know that. But then when we left, we got replaced by the 76th Infantry Division, and I forget, I, th- I want to say they're out of Indiana. I'm not 100% certain, but, you know, when we wear those, you know, you wear that that unit patch right there on your side. You can tell if it's different. Everyone's is distinctive, and they're yep. going to pick up on that. <clears throat> I mean, hell, when when we came in, we were wearing ACUs. The old guys were still wearing the the old three color DCU stuff. So they're like, yeah. oh, okay, these guys are new. I'm like, ah, oh, salam alaikum. Watch these guys. You know, like they're not they're not going to be. You know, a lot of people think, oh, they just don't know what they're doing. They do. Yeah. And the minute you, you know, and you can go back and look at the art of war by Sun Tzu, like the minute you underestimate your enemy, like you're asking to collectively get your ass kicked. So, yeah. One thing commentary on that, man. Yeah. One thing I will say we did have going for us was that the Punisher skull is something that we had on kind of sprayed on pretty much most of our vehicles. But that's because when. 
our unit was in Iraq the first or yeah, the first time around. It, when this is when we were first to twenty fourth infantry dues four. Our guys went over there and you know the let's just say we had some freaking hardcore sons of bitches in, in our unit guys uh-huh. that you know were out there and they took some they kicked some ass and took some names man um but the unit earned a reputation that deployment and when we returned we were one of one of the few units if not i if i'm if not if i remember correctly one of the only units at the time in country with the Punisher skulls on our, on our, on our strikers, if you will, the units, um, the units reputation kind of preceded them. And I, and, and I often wonder if maybe that's part of the reason why the enemy didn't, because we had some engagements, you know, I, a few of the engagements I was in, I was in a vehicle. My one engagement that I did shoot get that I was able to actually fire my rifle back and I was on a rooftop. Um, let's just say that that rooftop engagement put into perspective, just how real the, uh, the, the possibility of me getting shot was, um, (laughs) it, it was, it was interesting. Um, and I, I remember asking if, if I remember correctly. If, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Hartley was up there. I, I, I don't know if he's listening to it. Like, brother, if you ever do end up listening to the show, um, still love you, man. Um, and by the way, thanks for the cigarette on the roof. Um, <laughs> yeah, looking at those holes in the wall, you know, when facing the other direction from you know where it was coming from, you know, it's it's, it's some different. Um, but uh, getting back to getting back on topic, you know, in civilian life, um, man, I, I think it's very easy to tell when I'm, you know, like zoned in and, and on autopilot, you know, kind of just going through the motions. Again, it was one of those things. First step is I go into La La Land and it's very weird because I'm, I'm able to still perform my work tasks um, almost as if like I'm a, I'm an automaton, kind of just like oh yeah, <laughs> but I have some kind of a conscious, and I'm thinking to myself like eh, why am I doing this? There's gotta be more. <laughs> and um, that's a that's a really it's a really crappy feeling. Yeah. To be sitting there and thinking to yourself, you know, like because. I've said it before. The, one of the main thing is, is like when you're in the military and you exit and you, you had a mission, you freaking executed that mission. You did the best, you did it to the best of your ability and you had your, and you had your buddies there with you to complete the mission and get it done. But when you come home, that, that, that structure is gone. That support structure it's, is gone. You don't have any of that. It's just you. And it's just you. And when you're dealing with just you in the civilian life and you're trying to figure out, you know, what to do sometimes in the meantime, when you're doing like for me, for example, I, I will sit there a lot of the times cause you know, 
for me, this Battle Bros podcast is a passion project. You know what I mean? And I'll find myself thinking more about the show throughout the week than I am about my actual work. And I find myself, and, and there's a detrimental part to that. You know, like actually, um, there was an article I found um, uh, that, again, because we did some research, there was an article I found. Uh, it was called uh, The Dangers of Running on Autopilot. And what it found was, which actually really caught me off guard because I found myself making some of these mistakes too, was uh, da, 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 da. Uh, it, it, let's see. It says, uh, uh, actually, I'll, I'll quote one portion right here. It says, uh, running on autopilot all the time allows for unplanned reactions to external to yeah, excuse me, unplanned reactions to external stimuli before complete processing of the information, and these unplanned reactions make you feel out of control because they seem to happen without your permission and they feel so powerful, leading to an increase in anxiety, depression, and because of the increasing in, in impulsivity, addiction. Now, with one of those, that's just one article, and I've, I found a few. Um, I kind of compiled the most pertinent ones together. Um, but there's, there's a lot of truth in that statement. Um, how many guys in the military do you know that they come out and the first thing they do is just, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not to like really glorify drinking. Like I'm glad I calmed down when I did um, because it was getting, it was getting out of control. It really was. And it was affecting. And sometimes it still can affect my, my ability to work. Um, what I find actually addicts me or excuse me, what I find I'm a, I get addicted to right now is trying to find something new to do. Like trying to find something new to do has been my new addiction. Like I have to, I have to occupy my mind because when you're in that mindset of a military man or woman, you have a mission. Well, where's your next mission when you get out? What is that next mission for you? You know what I'm saying? And if when you get to your job, career, whatever it is you're going to do, and you're finding that not only is it not meeting your expectations, which, you know, it's, 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 it's nowhere near what you would have expected. It gets disappointing. And that's when, you know, it starts just, okay, I'm going to work. And you get, you know, get up, brush your teeth, you know, take a shower, shit, shave, go to work. I got to do this task. You know, I I remember somebody saying that there was an, um, how do they put it? They said that, um, you know, the word job is is an acronym. You jump out of bed to be just over broke, but that kind of alludes to that same kind of mentality. It's like, I'm just, let me go put my shirt on. Uh, Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, So I get that. Mm -hmm. I can totally, like you said, man, we've all been there. Civilian life, military life. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's, you know, but that's where I find myself sometimes is that my new addiction now is finding something better to do other than what I'm doing currently at work. And God, I hope my freaking coworkers don't hear this crap so that they can tell on me or, or whatever. <laughs> but, 
you know that's why sometimes you're, you're, you're protected under the first amendment so yeah that's, that's why some that's why sometimes i that's why sometimes i break shit you know not on you know it's like you know it's like oh i ran that over with the forklift oh shit i ran into that box whoops or oh, oh I, I dropped that i, I gored a guy with the, with the blades on the forklift sorry it's like, oh, jeez. Oh, look at all that blood. Oh, blood, blood, blood. Oh, God. You know, let's, but. Let's, okay. You know. we'll yeah. A little bit of a dark turn there, pal. Let's, yes. Let's reel this <laughs> shit back in, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, that's, that's kind of my thing. Like, you know, and that's where I've been lately. Like, I, f- I have been an autopilot and I've had to catch myself. But we'll, sure. we'll discuss the more, we'll discuss the more positive ways to kind of rebut that and kind of fight it a little um i want to hear what you got brother so i'm going to start off by reading the the second article that we were looking at so this article is um it's basically 10 what's it called it's uh 10 signs you're living on autopilot and you know it's got some good information here about how this was done and whatnot but it kind of just gets to the nitty-gritty and it's a nice bold face so here's the 10 signs that you're living in your life in autopilot. So number one, you dread the day ahead. You wake up and dread the day because there's nothing you really look forward to. You don't mm-hmm. feel excited or inspired to get the day started because you have a pretty good idea, pretty good idea of how it will go. Number two, hmm, preach. Uh, number two, your daily routine is predictable. You could practically tell someone how you'll spend your entire day a month from now. For example, you could tell them exactly where you'll go, what you'll do, who you'll see, and what you'll eat. So I'm going to take a quick just pause for just a second on that. I was talking to a a very good friend of mine. Um, They live up in Pennsylvania, and they work for uh, Lockheed Martin. And um, they told me that they work on an assembly line where they are taking different pieces of wiring harness and soldering them together which goes onto a computer chip or some kind of circuit board. And then it goes as part of a hellfire missile. So, you know, this person is not in the military, but they're still helping the whole defense system and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. And they were like, yeah, the only bad thing is, is you're looking under a microscope like this, looking at all the stuff you're soldering for 10 hours a day and you can't listen to music. Because yeah. they want you to be focusing. And she and this person was like, well, I already said she. She's like, you know, the thing that sucks is I'm such a I, I'm the kind of person where I enjoy music a lot. Yeah. And it just and it helps me. She you know, she's like, I, I will admit she goes, I'm an overthinker. I'm just constantly doing this kind of stuff. Whoa. Thinking about this, thinking about this. Yeah. Overthinking so you're sitting there. Not good, man. I'm I'm guilty um, of that so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. So, you know, she's like, I overthink for 10 hours a day and it's like it's just mentally draining i come home i need a shower and i'm just like but you know it's that's all you can do because you know you find yourself exhausted when you're originally freaking energized yeah Yeah. and and, and like it's a 10 hour day of just sitting there under a microscope just i was like i can't imagine you know it's a it's a wonderful job she's extremely happy what she's doing and, and you know she's blessed for the opportunity stuff but she goes yeah there's there's days where i'm just like so all right so getting back on track so number three of the top 10 signs uh you do things without thinking you take action (laughs) without stopping think about what you're doing how you're doing it 
and why you're doing it. Your decisions and actions have become so automatic that it takes little to no thought at all. So let me just kind of go back and you were hitting on talking about the whole combat mentality, how you do things without thinking. So, Mm -hmm. you know, coming from a background in um, training with one of my other business, you know, employment opportunities that I've had, you know, there is, there's a saying that we've used in the military and then also I've used in this, in, um, this business that I was a part of and still am, um, you know, train like you fight. So basically the whole idea is that you train like you fight. So when you do get into the fight, it's just as common as training. So to a certain extent, yes, you are, you do want to have just that autonomous reaction because you've trained that your way to react to that certain stimuli. Okay. Like the first thing we do, if somebody else incoming, the first thing we're going to, or if you hear that artillery simulator or that artillery noise, like the, that whistling of something, get cover, get cover, you go incoming, you get down from there, look around, make sure everybody's okay. If you need to get out of Dodge distance direction, move out, off you go. So mm-hmm. there is, there is a, there is a little bit to be said about that when you do things about thinking in in the certain respect of being able to react to certain stimuli. So I don't think that's not necessarily a bad thing all the time, but just throwing the input in there. Number four, you can't seem to put your phone down. Now see something. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's been a couple of times in the past couple of years, like I've only been on Facebook personally for like, four years now and there's times in the past year where i'm just like i'm gonna put my phone down and just not get on facebook for a week just to kind of unplug and get rid of that social media anxiety and all that you know that junk in the air and i tell you what like it's it's a nice week you know it, it sucks because you know you're not up to snuff on things but at the same time you just unplug and you're just like ah. Oh. so if you get a chance to do that do that every so often just get that social media cleanse going on Ooh, I like that. The social media cleanse. That's hey, the thing, man. There you go. Yeah, man. Yeah, nice. 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 Yeah. There you go. Number five, you stay deep in thought. You constantly catch yourself deep in thought, thinking about things that are currently happening when you're doing something else. Basically, also guilty. You're mentally checked out in La La Land. Oh, I think we literally just said that. Wow. Number six, you have a difficult time remembering. You are not fully present in the moment and don't remember doing activities like driving, eating, or having that conversation you should have remembered. Let's just say you can easily forget the little things and feel mentally Knowing where I times. put my product scanner. Well, that, and I've heard of people saying like they're, they're just thinking and like they'll be driving and they'll start off like at one point, like, I did it once myself where I was in the car and I was out on highway 60 in in Brandon out by where um, the movie theater, the the original movie theater in town was over there at AMC. Yep. And I ended up like out in like the East side of Brandon, almost into Valrico. And I'm just like, how the hell did I get here? You know, and (laughs) like, like, it's kind of like, it's like, like like it's, it's being conscious, but like, blacking out to a certain extent i mean yeah it, it is it's a it's the strangest but it's also an eerie 
damn feeling. You're just like, oh, that's not good. Like that's that's awful. So moving right along. Number seven, you can't seem to let go. You do what's Ooh. familiar, even though you know it's not serving you anymore. For example, you keep the same unmotivated and unambitious people around, stay in the same career, hold on to things you've outgrown, live in the same old place, and do things that don't inspire you because you're used to it. And I have the perfect stereotype of that example. So you know, we both went to high school together. By the and... way, thank you for joining, Nicole. Oh, hey. Is it comments? Mm-hmm. Hi. Um, I know who that is, too. <laughs> anyway, um, what I was going to say, though. So, you know that movie um, Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds? Yes. <laughs> yeah. so he goes back to his old town and stuff, and there's that one guy – who's like in his middle age, he's like 30s or 40s, still rocking his letter jacket with the rest. And he's like, yeah, man, like classic. Mm-hmm. Like just still sitting there, hasn't left the same, has been in the same town the exact same for the for this entire <laughs> yeah. Nicole's like <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Listen. We are in a safe place. Everybody yes. is welcome here. Please yes. talk to us. That's a good NPR voice, by the way. I know you <laughs> intro you're doing on Facebook. That's pretty good. But yeah, there's yeah. that guy who's in the movie, and he's like, he's been living in that same town. And lo and behold, where we're from, you know, where our high school is, it's in uh, Sefner, Florida. Sefner. Um, there, you know, like everybody, you know, one of the big things to do if you're on the football team is after the games on Friday night when you get back to school, everybody jumps in the car and they go over to the beef O'Brady's over there in Sefner. And like, that's, that is like how that place makes its money for the week. You got all these people in there and they're just, you know, it, they're just talking about the game, doing this, and that. And, you know, like I've said it once or twice before, you know, we've gone, and I'm not saying we're the best example, but just for both of us, we've gone on and done other things where we've traveled yep. the world and, seen other parts of the world like going through ireland going through germany you know being in kuwait and you know turkey and all this stuff <clears throat> and you got guys that are our age you know 37 and 34 35 that are still still living live in, in the same town still living in the same town but still living at home and yep. you know and i'm not saying there's anything bad to that but i'm just saying no. that exists that stereotype exists for a reason it's like like get up and go do something, man. Take a freaking cruise. Like experience even... the world. world. Be like Aladdin showing Jasmine. I can uh, show you the world. <laughs> Shining, shimmering, splendid. Oh, yeah, Tell... oh wait, sorry. <laughs> We started doing it at the exact same damn time. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I promise you, we have not been sponsored by Disney. They probably want no. us to do it. They're like, yeah. yeah. Let's so, hope we don't yeah. get a freaking strike for that one. But the other, <laughs> so the other example that I was going to say, um, what was it? You can't seem to let go. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm going to bring up your lovely wife here, Alamo. Uh, Tisha is yes. always talking about, she's like, something she tells me from her, from her thing. Um, uh, if you haven't checked it out, Flipside Mentorship. There's the shameless plug. Um, Flipside mentorship on you on YouTube and also on the interwebs. It has some website. But she's yes. she tells me something all the time. She's like, change your circle, change your life. And that is true, man. Like you I've had some friends 
past where, you know, you sit here and, um, you, you know, like you hang out with this person and you're just like, you know, I don't really know what they contribute. Like you're there. I don't yeah. want to be a hanger on or clingy, but you're just like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. and then eventually you just kind of grow out of that, you know, like, yeah, you just, you know, I, somebody told me one time it's, you know, quality is vastly superior to quantity. Like, I don't know how some people have like over a thousand friends. I don't freaking know a thousand people. Like, yeah. seriously, I, I can name like maybe a hundred if I sat down and had time to write all the stuff down. But yeah. And you just have these, excuse me, you just have these people that just like, what are they, what are they bringing to the table, man? Like they should be cheerleading you. You know, you're cheerleading them, they're cheerleading you, and you're just making everybody just, everybody needs a hype man. You know, everybody got to hype each other up and just be like, you're the shit. No, no, no. You're the shit. You're awesome. I want to tell you that kind of stuff. So anyway, I got in the weeds a little bit on that one, but we're back on track. So number eight in our top 10 signs you're living on autopilot. You're not making meaningful progress. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about. You make little to no meaningful progress. What's that? That's a tough one. Yeah, I've, I've I've felt that way plenty of times. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You make little to no progress, meaningful progress. Excuse me, towards your goals as days, weeks, and months seem to fly by. You're not focused on what's important to you in life and feel down because of it. Okay. Yes. That's the oh my god kind of kind of go kind of going off on a tangent but I mean it's it it it's to do with the subject that we're talking about go like for it. do it baby do it the whole gratitude thing man like it it even mentions right there not being you know being happy with what you have or what it, dude j- I being, know this is a big deal to you because you're sitting like zip you're having a hard time just getting that first little. Being, yeah, yeah, exactly. Being Spit it out, baby. Attitude of gratitude is probably that, one of being in a, time. being in an attitude of gratitude is probably one of the most meaningful things you could ever do, and it's probably gonna it it's probably gonna be one of the best things you can do for you for not only you, your mental state. But also your relationships. Um, attitude of gratitude. I'm gonna have to write that down. That's some motivating shit right there, man. Attitude of gratitude. And and oh, yeah. that's the thing right here. Like we're we're talking about, you know, that right there. Like I I had to learn the hard way that when you don't have an attitude of gratitude, when you don't live life being thankful for the things you do have as opposed to the things that you don't, you 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 know you you end up changing your atmosphere. You change things around for your family, your and yourselves. In in you know you change your circle as well because you start by, I guess, call it the law of attraction. Or in my personal opinion, God's changing the circle around you. Mm-hmm. Um, you end up changing your circle through influence of your attitude. And uh, there was a really good, yeah. there was a really, really good quote that I found that it said, uh, you know, I can't remember, but it was, it was really, really awesome. Like 
basically it said this word you know adds up to you know 98% like but this word adds up to whatever but then if you add up you know the letters of the word attitude which is you know a for number 1 then you got t t and then you know it all equals 100 so means- each each letter of the alphabet has a numerical to- uh, has the, the numerical, numerical value of the letter in order, right? Correct. To so make one B being two, and then Zulu being twenty-six. Actually, I'll I'll write it down real quick just for giggles. Well, just for shits and giggles. Let's see. Where's my pencil? I oh got the pencil. Yeah, but that's all great, Alamo. But you got to understand that you know people might not be watching this when they listen to this. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, guys, oh. if. Uh, you know, if you're a listener, if you're listening to this not live, why do you say it? like that? If you're a listener, <laughs> alienate half of our, you know, half of the. <laughs> go ahead, go here. ahead, and uh, go ahead. Follow the numerical order of the letters in the alphabet, and add them up. And attitude, I promise you, will always equal one hundred. I swear, like that's what we should. That's what we could do. We could just sit around all day, coming up with like just motivational stuff to use to to give people, just to keep them even keeled, man. Like that's 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 what we should do. We should be you like are? a doctor, just not suck and be weird mm-hmm. and talk like this all day. So, okay. anyway, let's <laughs> yeah. So let's get back to the list number nine, and then this one, I think people are gonna have a little bit more probably to to associate with you say yes more more than you say no mm. you often agree to things you don't want to do and dread the decision after instead of carefully considering your options you've made yes the your default answer for example you say yeah. yes to working late hosting a family gathering watching the kids or going to the party when you'd rather just stay home I'm going to need you to work Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yeah. No, don't just like, dude, I'm going to need at? those TPS reports marked yeah. properly. Okay. And what did we, and so here's a great tie in. What did we learn when we were kids when it comes to drugs? Just, just say, say no. Just say no. So you know mm-hmm. what? If something's bugging you, man, I hate that. You're like, you know, you have those people that are sitting there and like, what's a good example of that? You know, uh, that one waitress from uh, Waiting, another Ryan Reynolds movie where she gets outside. She's like, oh, what this be so happy? It's like, just eat the damn food. What you got? I got to take it back. Hi, how is everything? Fantastic. <laughs> your head off. Ah. Yeah, exactly. So I guess uh, I think that what was the name of that actress? That's um I don't remember, but she she's such a great part of that film. She is, and she's hilarious. Yes, you know she's. I think she's actually. I think she's actually Hispanic too. And there, but there's just such a great ensemble cast. Yeah, from Justin Long to uh, yep. Uh, what's what's the guy the the guy the chef? Dane uh, Cook. No, not the. There's him, but there's also the Hispanic dude. Uh, that's been in like everything. The Puerto Rican guy, I think so. Yeah. He's like, "Come on, baby." Yeah, <laughs> that dude's name is. Like, I should know that. He's such a great actor. I'm not. He's like in almost every Adam Sandler movie too. 
I have to look it up now. We're taking a complete sidetrack from this movie. Yeah, this yeah, movie yeah, yeah. It's going to bug me until I know. Mm-hmm. Luis Guzman. The Luis yeah. Guzman, yes. Luis Guzman, yeah. Puerto that, Rican guy from New York. Awesome. He's so great. He's so good. <laughs> so, anyway, let's get to our last one. Number yes. nine. Excuse me. Number nine was you say yes more than you say no. Just remember, folks, it's okay to say no. No. And that goes to a wide variety, a, a, a large smattering of causes you can use that for. So, oh, absolutely, dude. Number 10, last but not least, you know there's a better life to be lived. You believe your life could be more joyous, but you feel stuck in your current situations. You know deep down that you've settled in too many areas of your life and wish you would have taken a different path. So I would agree with that to a certain extent, you know, and I was talking to somebody a while back and they were like, man, you know, if if this had never happened, you'd be on a different path. I'm like, you know, thinking about everything I have in my life collectively, the friends that I have, the family I have, I don't think I'd want to be anywhere else because I've got wonderful family members. I've got great friends, including, you know, stupid right here. Um, (laughs) I got to stop doing the visual. We brothers. We brothers. Yeah. Um, did, did we just bro it up live on the air? We did bro it up just now. Oh, fucking standing. That's awesome. Damn um, right. You know, I'm just, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very blessed and fortunate, you know, like, you know, something I, you know, like my daughter, especially, they're like, you know, I, I wouldn't change, you know, I tell her all the time, I was like, I, I wouldn't do, I'm exactly where I want to be. I wouldn't change you. She's like, oh, you could have gotten a better kid. I'm like, no, absolutely not. I said, you know, we're human. We're learning. It's all good. And and something I tell her, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to impress upon her is like, yeah. you know, when we say prayers at night, you know, something that I say with my daughter when we're saying prayer, I'm like, I want to pretty much just talk to the Lord. And it's like, you know, thank you for the roof over our heads, the clothes on our back, the food in our bellies and the love in our hearts. Cause that's, and that's all you need. Like seriously. And, you yeah, know, I had man. to, I had to tell her a while back. I was like, you know, I was like, in Afghanistan, there's kids that have maybe one of those, and they might yeah. have seen today. You know, it's like you see kids all over the world. I'm like, you just need to understand, like, you have – you're very fortunate. You're very blessed and all this kind of stuff. And I know we're getting into, you know, you know, we're getting into, like, attitudes and mindsets and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of important. It's like, you know, there's – you never know. You know, there's things that can happen like that that will change your life. For the better, for the good, but everything good and bad is what makes you into the person you are today. So that's, I just feel like that's important. So, and it's, it defines you. It's, it's who you are and all that kind of stuff. So for the civilian side of it. Now, the one other thing I wanted to mention on this, and I'm going to totally turn this back over to you. So I know I was talking to somebody, you know, we were going to talk about this from the, from the military side and the civilian side. So we did civilians. So let's get back to the military for just a smidge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was, when I was going through basic, we had a guy who was, um, he was kind of like a, a subject matter expert. He was a SME on something we were doing for AIT in infantry school. And back then it was only 14 weeks, not the 22 weeks that is now. So it's like, but he had been in the same company in the same battalion, in the same regiment at Fort Bragg 
for 15 years. He went from E1 to E7 and stayed in the same damn line company. I don't know that I've ever heard of that happening too much. But to go and stay in the same company from going from being a private to a platoon sergeant, it's like, damn, like that's... You probably have like seen a, quite a few company commanders come and go and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, so absolutely. I would imagine I would be just losing my mind after a while doing the same stuff. But another thing, too. Speaking of, real, real quick tangent, yeah, just yeah. for giggles. Did you know that there is a Navy SEAL? He is the longest-serving Navy SEAL ever. Who has ser- He served through Vietnam. He served through... Gulf War. He served a portion <laughs> of, I believe it was uh, OIF? Maybe not OEF, but OIF. Mm-hmm. He has the longest service record of any Navy SEAL at 47 years. Do you remember the guy's name? Because I think I know. No. No, but I'm gonna. I I'm, I I want to re. I want to relook. I want to really uh relook it back up or whatever when I get a chance. And we're gonna we're gonna cover that at one point. Right? That'd be pretty damn cute. Dude, I think I know who that is. Yeah. So there's actually a term when you're talking about Navy, and this is again going off tangent. Pew. Um, when you're talking about the the SEAL community, there is um a term that they use for. Um, the guy who is the longest serving um, seal at that time, he's called the bullfrog. So, because all of the seals are nice. called frogs, you know, coming from the um, <laughs> coming from the underwater demolition, the UDT background and whatnot. So, uh, let's see, military. I, I I think it might be. So he commissioned – okay, so I'm looking at – there's a guy. He actually used to be um, the commander of uh, Special Operations Command here in Tampa. His name's Admiral Eric T. Olson, and his middle name is Thor. It's like, you know you're a badass when they're naming you after freaking you know Norse mytholo- mythological people. It's Odin's like son. Yeah. Hell yeah. So – and what's interesting about him is he was the first SEAL to be promoted to three and four star. He was a bullfrog, which no is the longest Navy SEAL on duty at four star flag rank. Olson was the highest ranking Navy SEAL to hold the bullfrog title. He was succeeded by two other guys. But yeah, I mean, like he had been around for a long damn time. And then after him, I think came in um, uh, Admiral, what's his name? Admiral Craven, who was the guy that was responsible for the Bin Laden raid. And he's got that really motivating, like really motivating speech talking about 10 things you can do if, if you want to, you know, if you want to change the world. Like one of the first things is get up and make your bed. And it's, it, was a, it was at a commencement speech for the University of Texas. He was the keynote speaker at a commencement university. At a commencement, um, at the gave the commencement address, excuse me, but it was just it was dope. So, anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, we went off on a bad tangent there, but get back a little bit, a little bit, pull the reins in, pull the reins in. So, back to what you were saying though about, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 
that's I forgot what I was going to say. I promise I'll shut up after this. So anyway, so you had the one guy who spent 15 years in the same company, E1 to E7. And then um, I've known quite a few guys who have been in the military for a long time. And the way that they say to, to keep it interesting, man, reclass, change your MOS. You got, you imagine being, you know, in that, like that first guy I mentioned, being 11 bang bang for 15 years in the same company, the same unit. The same base, the same division, all that kind of stuff. You know, hell, look at um, dude, look at first Sergeant Spence. You know, our our, mm-hmm. our instructor from high school. He was he was infantry. He was also a drill sergeant, which is a special duty. It's not really a different MOS, but it's a special duty. You can yeah. Do. He was um, you know, he did all this cool stuff. You know, he was a inspector general. Uh, he, was, he was with the inspector general branch and then dude in his office you remember he had that big poster where it was like retirement ceremony for the sergeant major of the army uh sergeant major kid and he was the adjutant for the whole thing it's like yeah. do something that's going to give you some opportunities to do some other cool stuff you know mm-hmm. don't don't just do the same thing all the time it's like that's how guys like even in law enforcement they start off to work in patrol and then from there they get into doing SWAT or they go you, canine or they go hostage that's rescue. funny because that ties that ties right into what i'm talking what i'm talking about with uh Oh, it, the the article that I the article that I just put the final article, which we, we're going to cover this, and then then we're going to probably jump right. off of here. But the um, but yeah, man, challenge your freaking mind. I mean, that's what it says in a nutshell at the at the end of this article is but challenge your mind. You 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 you're not gonna you're not gonna find a lot of meaning to anything really if you don't find ways to challenge your to challenge your mind. You have to find ways to bring something new to the table. You have to find ways to, 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 to uh, uh, change things up a little bit enough to where it helps break, you to, to break, break up the monotony. The monotony. Yeah. Because obviously day-to-day tasks in everyday work get very monotonous. I work at a warehouse every Monday through Friday. It's the same task. Mondays, Pull the trucks, get the uh, get things ready for tomorrow. Get get things ready for the next day. Tuesdays, pulling transfers all day. I go pull the transfers every day. It's the same, you know. Every Tuesday, it's the same freaking the same branches. They all they all get the same freaking thing. You know, sometimes they change it up a number or two by like maybe five, six, maybe sometimes fifteen to ten freaking different line uh, line items, whatever. But it's the same damn thing every single time same damn thing and it just when you're doing the same thing at work every single day it gets kind of redundant it gets to the point where you start thinking to yourself like holy crap (laughs) i'm I'm, sorry i'll 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 tell you what i'm giggling at here in a second I, i i'm literally doing everything that i like i i'm literally on like i can do all of that and honest to God, I can do all of that without even thinking about it. And that's with looking at the scanner. And I'll look I'll, like I'll look at a scanner, looking at items on a scanner, and I'll go. And before I know it, I'll have picked the entire order, and I will think to myself, like, hmm, well, that was like 15 minutes, and oh, that was an hour and a half. Holy shit! Um, <laughs> but uh, that's just how it goes, man. And then, of course, obviously, you know. That's the thing. Do something different. If you have to, 
talk to a supervisor, say, hey, um, I got to do something new. I'm going nuts. I, you know, I need to, I need to do something different, you know, cause what are we as human beings? I'll tell you one thing. We're not freaking mind readers. So the, the best thing you can do is to talk to the people around and above you to let them know, Hey, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, I've got this down packed. Is there anything, you know, do you guys need me to do something different to maybe kind of break things up a little bit? You know I'm I mean? glad you, you kind of stopped and answered your own question because you're like, what are people? I'm like, and I just immediately flashed to that, that line that Tommy Lee Jones says in Men in Black, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dumb. and you knew it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, that's not where you were going with that. My bad. Let me just keep these thoughts to myself. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, continue there, pal. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But, uh, yeah, man, really like, <clears throat> You know, you want to challenge your mind. You want to go ahead and <clears throat> excuse me. Good lord, are you dying over in... there? No, I sucked in some spit down my windpipe. Um, oh, lovely. That's that's fantastic. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's not going to die on the live on the podcast. And ratings, yeah, no. and ratings are take a shit. One of the final things it says is set goals for yourself. If you are, if you are stuck in a rut where you're at. And you want to get out of it. You have things that you have other things you want to do. Set your goals. There's no more powerful of a gesture than writing down. <coughs> excuse me, Jesus. Dude, writing down. You gonna live? Yeah, I'm good. You good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, writing down your ideas, writing down your goals, and setting up kind of like a guideline for you know your true north what is your true north what is your why where are you going write it down if you have to if you have to write if you have to write it down like <laughs> six or seven times jesus <laughs> well that, that right, that's so, happening right. right now so let's let's leave you a chance to just breathe for a second i want to yeah. i want to touch on what you were talking about okay <laughs> <coughs> move the boom out of the way if you're going to be hacking up a lung there dude and just save it pack it on ice <coughs> and reattach that shit we have the technology no so <laughs> what you were t- good god what you were talking about um yes what you were talking about about um you know doing the same thing over and over again so um i can kind of give two examples of that to kind of tie into what we we're talking about and they're both civilian so, um, when I, when I started giggling earlier, I was thinking about those days that we worked, you, me and John all worked together and it would just be those long days on the weekends where we had just customers stacked asshole to elbow, just all the way through the store yep. all day long. Cause it was a weekend and we're just like, Oh my God. Like, and it was, and it was just the little things that John would do to just break up like, not me, like playing the old boop, boop game and all that you know mm-hmm. playing this stuff and the cash register yep. and the cop machine is just like <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> Dude, you know. speaking of the speaking of the boo-boo game there was a time where he goes yeah dude i want to i think there's something wrong with my shoulder just like bam and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i never heard and he that got one. me oh yeah. that's so good <laughs> oh yeah he got me good he got me good with that son son of a bitch you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> you son of a bitch there we no. go <clears throat> oh but it was awesome. awesome 
So yeah, man. another another example that I was going to give is so you know last year during 2020 when you know Corona was in full swing, um, mm. you know just getting stuck in your house like I would get bouts of cabin fever, like so bad, just not working because every all the schools are shut down, and you know it was just awful. But one of the things that really helped me make it through that was um, my buddy Brian, who I've mentioned bunch of times on the show um mm -hmm. you know we would get together and we'd kind of alternate sometimes take my car but you know what made him special was when we would take his jeep and we would just get out and we would drive for like three or four hours and just kind of just be like bah! just like have that verbal mental diarrhea where you're just like i gotta get rid of all this out of my head bah, bah. yeah yeah bah, 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 and just get rid of all that junk and it's just like that kept me sane like no shit no bs just that was how I made it through last year. Just keeping myself, you know, we would get out and we would just have conversations about, you know, just life and leadership lessons and just goofy shit every once in a while. And it was just like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, and I mean, it, one, number one, you're riding, you know, like he called it, uh, what do we, what did he, oh, he called it top down therapy, like putting the top down on a ragtop Jeep, which is amazing. Gotcha. Especially when it's a nice time of the year, like in the fall and kind of getting into the winter, it's just wonderful. But just having that experience of riding around the Jeep and then also just having a great stimulating conversation or just sitting there and just laughing your ass off. It's just like a yeah. stimulating conversation. Eh, eh. Why are you being weird all of a sudden? <laughs> to quote to to quote the young people. Hold on. <laughs> hold on, whoa. To quote the young fecal, to, to quote the young the people. the young fecal, shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to quote the young people, uh, <laughs> look at you and just be like, the fuck. <laughs> yep. Sorry. So, but yeah, I I get that man. Just having that same routine day in and day out, it, it can it can it can drain you down worse than, you know being physically exhausted that mental exhaustion is just that's a real ass kicker like it's seriously oh yeah so but um yeah man but, I, I that i think that <laughs> we we get we got a big old chuckles from nicole there yeah. um <laughs> but yeah man set goals man challenge your mind do things to do things to break things up uh do do, do something to break things up for yourself and um, it doesn't have to be anything super complex i mean like yeah. just get out and get out and like, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of my mom because she started doing this thing where she just got out of the house and she'd start walking. And, you know, it was like a little bit at first. Now she walks like three miles every morning. She's like, no, I gotta get out. I gotta get out and do it. Hey. And she's, she's so regimented now. And I'm just like, because I used to go walking with her over the summer and all that kind of stuff. And you want to go? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go with her. And then after a while I'm like, nah, but she'll come out and she's just like, where were you? Mm -hmm. sleeping soft ass punk i'm like what the damn mom like <laughs> she doesn't use that kind of language she's a real lady so love you mom yeah i think we both know mom better enough to know <laughs> i will neither confirm nor deny nor deny on, on a live like on a live video on, on the internet yeah. this will be out there forever my mom is a classy lady so that's yes. all
Yeah, so let's, start, let's start wrapping this up, dude. I think we covered. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're good, man. Um, so we have our dealio that we do every single week where we cover the battle bros code. <laughs> so, you created a monster. I have created a monster. So oh. as, so, as we go through the Battle Bros Code, um, you know, obviously, you know, bravo, be tenacious in anything and everything that you do, uh, which is essentially just when you're when you have a task in mind, go for it, Britta. I know you're about to say something. No, I was just just I was thinking of a, a video of a. Oh. I was thinking so, of a video, you know, that uh, John Burke and Yusha Thomas, where they're talking yeah. about stereotypes of like the commander. <laughs> all right, just caveat off on what the fuck, uh, what the commander said. Don't pussyfoot nothing. All right, you got the circle head. It's, just, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So, right. yeah, be tenacious in everything you do. Do everything that you can to 100%, man. Get after it. Get after it. Get with it. Do what you got to do to just get it done. Uh, Romeo, refuse to surrender. Just uh, don't give up on your task, man. That you, you know, giving up on what you're trying to do, it, it's it's almost it's almost like a way of not only failing yourself, but you're, think about it as a way of your like you're failing the others around you. You know, refuse to surrender. Don't give in to the voices in your head. Don't give in to the situation at hand. Get over it. Get it done. Don't um, be the bitch. Make it <clears throat> bitch. Hua. Bam. Oscar, obliterate your obstacles. Um, hey, we all got ways of doing stuff. Beat it to death. Shoot it. Blow it up. Whatever. Whatever you. Whatever your. Whatever that. In that idea, that task in your mind is that you want to get done. Do what you got to do, mentally, you- physically, to get over it. And just destroy it. Something you know? I always remember is I always remember the good folks at BBC. No, not really. I remember the acronym BBC. Breach, bang, bang, clear, clear, done. Move on. Check the box. Next. Go yeah. Or as the or as the Hodge twins would say, yeah. Um, Sierra, seek out a friend in a time of need, guys. Gals, we don't go. We don't do any of this alone. <clears throat> we don't do any of this alone. As you see, me and my buddy here, Macalicious, we're not doing this podcast alone. Since I caught you off guard with that Macalicious, eh, eh, eh. So, um, we <laughs> seek out a friend right. in need. Uh, seek out a friend in a time of need, man. Um, we don't do anything and we don't achieve anything and accomplish anything by ourselves. We're always with somebody, whether we believe it or not. We, we are not loners. Human beings are not set up to be that way. We're never, we have never been set up to be that way. We're not geared that way. We're, we're designed for creatures. We're designed for relationships. So if you're having problems, if you're having issues, if you, if you feel like you're, you can't go on, contact a friend. Reach out to somebody. You're not alone in this. Nobody is alone in this. There's always somebody to talk to. And, you know, that's one of the things that we have to remember is we don't go through anything alone. Um, 
if as a as a reminder just for everybody you know we, we've been going through this month so um september is actually national suicide prevention month and um you know, this is going to kind of tie in here in just a second. So as we were saying, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, you know, reach out to a friend. If there's no one available, you know, there are options and resources you have available to you. And one of them is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which he's going to put up on the screen here. 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And, you know, like we say all the time, pretty much almost every show now, you don't want to have a temporary – you don't want to solve a temporary problem with a permanent, with a solution. permanent solution. Okay. There are ways you can get around things. And you know, <clears throat> at the beginning of the show, um, our good friend John you know, is, is one of those folks that you yeah. know, went that route. And there's another reason you – know, that's part yeah. of the reason why I wear this bracelet every single day. You know, there's 22 veterans a day that commit suicide, and it's just way too yeah. many. It, one is too fucking many okay and this is not yeah. something i'm gonna apologize for it's not something i'm gonna be nice about this is a is a fucking epidemic this needs yeah. to change and this needs to stop this is just as important as anything else out there whether it's you know coronavirus the opioid pandemic whatever you want to say is or whatever you want to contribute but this is just as much of a pandemic as anything yeah. else it's like and you know what's sad bro the, the numbers have gone up the the numbers have gone up with the pandemic. It, it's got to stop. I mean, there, and there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, the big thing is just have not having the interpersonal communication anymore. People are just so cut off yeah. and isolated. Reach out, you know, seek out a friend. Seek out a friend in time of need, but just seek out a friend, man. Call people up, talk to them. Just say, hey, I just want to yeah. check on how you're doing. Like I, somebody sent a thing on Facebook a while back, and they're like, hey, man. Just doing a roll call. I want to see who's good. I want to see what's all good. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, lives in another part of town. He's like, what up, homie? You good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm better now that you checked on me, but not that I needed it, but I'm good. Damn to right. know that you're looking after me and shit. So, but I'm going to turn it back over to Alma because he's got some, uh, some final stuff that he wants to add in kind of yeah. with uh, the beginning of the show and what we just talked about. So, <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, Doc Scott McCulloch. Um, I actually ended up finding out about it today. I didn't realize that this had happened. This was, Back in May, it was a few months ago, he ended up also being a part of the statistic, unfortunately. Um, I don't know the full details. I just know that it did happen, unfortunately. Um, Doc was a good guy, man. Um, He was in the medical platoon in my company when I served overseas. And uh, I just remember him being a really, really laid back, really cool guy. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where I, I'm, at, I'm up to number five now, um, in terms of, you know, people that I've lost to this, you know, unfortunate statistic. Um, and I just want to say to you guys, Hey, anybody out there that's having issues, Anybody that knows somebody that's having issues, share this video. Um, anybody that's having the issues that catches this video online, listen. Don't make that mistake of thinking that you're alone in this. Your battles, your brothers, your sisters, they are there for you. 
and we always will be because we never forget our own. We may not always contact each other the way we use, we should, but we always remember our own. And uh, with that, I want to say we're going to lift up a small glass. In memory what did you of- what 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 are you drinking? Shut up. Yeah. I've heard hey. the same shit. Hey, look at that, dude. It's like it's like we're really brothers. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. We're gonna raise a little tink. We're gonna we're gonna give us a give us a little clinky clinky. Uh, see, you, look at you taking your time. I gotta. Uh, <laughs> never mind. It's like the lid got stuck. It's called being a sissy. If we weren't on live on the air, man, I would say some horrible <laughs> shit to you right now. <laughs> God, I love it. Okay. Clinky. Clinky. Oh, clink. What do you want to say? To the fallen, we'll meet again. Till Valhalla, brothers and sisters. Till Valhalla. <laughs> Smooth. It's not good when it's No, it's been sitting here on the desk in the office for a while while we were doing the podcast. I didn't have it on. Oh, so fridge. it got it got warm on you. <clears throat> That's the best way to drink it is warm. No, no, it hurts. It hurts. So um, it's like somebody sprayed freaking lighter fluid down my chest and it just. <laughs> oh yes, isn't that a be- Isn't that like the best feeling in the world? Um, I, I, I I can't answer that because I'm a terrible Irishman that Irish whiskey gives me like the like reaction as opposed to just being like, oh, nectar of the gods, don't you know? So don't just we don't say that shit. That's like saying, oh, I'm so hungry for some platanos and some arrojo candule and some. Hey, that's delicious. Yeah, I'm sure it is, okay? But I'm not saying some, you know, stereotypical shit about it. So shut up. Hey, going his lucky charms and have some whiskey hard. Shut up. Shut up. So, on that, uh, I believe we're going to go ahead and close <laughs> out the show. Yeah, we're going to. Um, I just want to say to everybody out there listening, um, to everybody out there that is hurting, um, just from the bottom of my heart, and I'm pretty sure, you know, from the bottom of Max, he's it's it's mutual. We love you guys. Um, we want you to know that even if you don't join us live on the show, we're an open platform. Okay, contact us on the Instagram, contact us on the Facebook, contact us live when we're on the show. We're here. Because this show, this show right here is meant to be a community. We are growing. We know we're growing. And we're going to continue to grow because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a place. It's gonna, it's, we want a space for other veterans, other people that are hurting, even first responders. This is a space for people that need help and need a community that knows that they got that, that we have their backs. And with like that, you said, like you said earlier, man, we look after our own. We're looking out. Right. For 
this show isn't just about community. <laughs> this show is a lifeline. We want to reach out to those who need help. And if you yeah. need help, if we can't provide it for you, you know, that's why we have the, the 800 helpline number every week on the show. But that's right. You know, there's, there's only one of you and you are important. We love you. We want to keep you around and we want your story to be told. And that's that right. is why we do this every fucking week without fail, without falter. We are here yeah, for right. you and we want to keep you around. So, that's right. Yeah, that's my piece of it. So on that hey, note, buddy. this is Alamo and Mac saying thank you again for watching the Battle Bros podcast. We hope to see you next week. Same Battle Bros time. Same, same Battle, Bros Battle Bros. Same Battle Bros channel. Same battle channel. Nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Friday nights, live on YouTube. And then afterwards, within the next day or two, it'll be on the other platforms. You can check us out on Spotify, Anchor app. We humbly are grateful that you watch and view the show. Please share with your friends. Please share it with somebody that may need it because you never know. It may save them. So we appreciate it. And um, we will see you all next week. We want to say thank you. We love you. And y'all have a good week. And uh, y'all be easy. Take it, take it easy. And uh, until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. Battle Bros out. Battle Bros out.